Christopher Palohas. Christopher Palo. Oh my gosh. Chris Paloha. Oh, my- Megan. Paloha. I know. I can't. <laughs> I cannot say the A. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm a former Hallmark hater. Today we're discussing the fan favorite movie, The Dater's Handbook, which originally premiered on the Hallmark Channel in January 2016. Hey, if you want to connect with us when the podcast is over, come follow us on Instagram. We have two Instagram accounts. One is at Girls Gone Hallmark, which is all things Hallmark, as you can imagine. And the other is at Megan and Wendy, if you want to find out what we're up to outside of the Hallmark world. Want to join our Girls Gone Hallmark community on Facebook? I say you should. Come give our group a join. It's a private group. Lots of conversation going on over there. It's all high level, I'm going to say. Best Hallmark group on Facebook. I'm calling it. All right, I agree. Do you want a synopsis for The Dater's Handbook? I do. Cass is a successful businesswoman who appears unsuccessful in her personal life and decides to try Dater's Handbook at her sister's encouragement. She dates several guys to test the process. The Dater's Handbook originally premiered on January 13th, 2016. This movie was written by Jennifer Barrow and Rich Tabach. I say with a question mark. (laughs) I need you to tell me I'm saying it correctly. I don't know. (laughs) Jennifer Barrow currently has 10 writing credits. Her work includes Dating the Delaney's, Sun, Sand, and Romance, and Ms. Matched for Hallmark. She's also written a few episodes of the animated series King of the Hill and 12 episodes of Muppets Tonight. Rich Tabich has eight writing credits, which also includes Sun, Sand, and Romance, Ms. Matched, and 2022's Love in the Limelight. Also noteworthy, Rich was a writer's assistant for several comedy series, including Just Shoot Me and That 70s Show. James Head directed this movie. He currently has 45 directing credits, including Hallmark Movies, Destination Wedding, Campfire Kiss, My Christmas Dream, and Christmas Cookies, to name a few. He hasn't directed a Hallmark movie since 2017, but recently worked on Dragon Tales, which is an animated adventure fantasy comedy film based on the animated series of the same name. Hmm. Meghan Markle stars as Cass. This was Meghan's second and last film for the network. She had previously starred in the 2014 When Sparks Fly. Outside of Hallmark, Markle appeared in 108 episodes of Suits as Rachel Zane and 34 episodes as a briefcase model on the game show Deal or No Deal back in 2006. She's since gone on to marry Prince Harry and no longer works as an actress. Christopher Palaha stars as Robert. This was Chris's first movie for Hallmark Channel. He starred in Hearts of Christmas later the same year, but we most recently saw him in A Biltmore Christmas. Outside of Hallmark, he can be seen in The Shift and Harlan Coben's Shelter. Jonathan Scarfe stars as George. Jonathan has a whopping 93 acting credits, but this appears to be the last project he did with Hallmark. Of course, we saw him in Love on the Air with Ali Sweeney back in 2015, and you can listen to our review of that anytime. That's a fan favorite home run, in my opinion. I agree. I love that movie. 
I loved that movie. Linda Boyd plays Cass's mom and talk about whopping acting credits. She has 158, including most recently Christmas on Cherry Lane, Sullivan's Crossing, Virgin River, An Unexpected Christmas, and so many more. According to whatsfilming.ca, this movie was filmed in and around the Squamish area, including the Tantalus Lookout and Rev's Bowling in Maple Ridge. Finally, IMDb. Y'all gave this movie 5.8 out of 10. I'm shocked at these ratings and especially the reviews. And I think people just want to hate on Miss Meghan Markle. Yeah, it's in my notes. What is your first impression of the Dater's Handbook? More Meghan Markle. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. She's not acting anymore. So no more Meghan Markle. (laughs) So sad. Is it weird? Would it be weird if she got back into acting? Is she allowed to do that? Yeah, I mean, they are not... Yeah, she's allowed. I just don't think she would. She just signed a big podcast deal. Like, the details of it came out last night. Oh. I thought she had a podcast deal before, and people hated the podcast. They had a $20 million Spotify deal. It fizzled. I don't know what the the behind-the-scenes there was, but she struck a new podcast partnership with Lemonada Media. Spotify ended their deal when they failed to meet productivity benchmarks, which I think means they didn't put out enough episodes. Mm. Under the new partnership, her podcast Archetypes, which is the same name, will be distributed by Lemonada on all audio platforms. She will also host a new podcast for the distributor that has yet to be named. My first impression is I don't need the book to tell me it's over if someone takes me on a running date. Wait, but what if you love to run? Sure, I understand. I can't relate. I I think it was a great date for her. It's <laughs> just a joke. Just a joke. I like it. I like it. I what like did we it. like? Well, send your emails to Wendy at gmail.com, but I absolutely adored Meghan Markle as Cass. I literally wrote, suck it, haters, Meghan Markle rules. (laughs) Okay, look, so I've never seen her in anything before. I thought she was so natural, so funny, and I immediately started watching Suits after finishing this movie. Are you liking Suits? I I do, but it's wordy, and I have to pay attention, especially like the first couple episodes, because I need to know, like, I need to know the setup, the premise of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the premise is hot people in a law office, but obviously there's more to it than that. Mike's bad guy. The show is so stressful for me to watch because I'm, I mean, they give it away in the first episode. He's pretending to be an attorney and not, and I was like, he's going to get caught. He's going to get caught. It's like years of this, but we really liked it. And my, I notoriously am a bad TV watcher, but this is one of the few shows that I did watch in its original airing. But I didn't realize my parents just watched the entire thing on Netflix and they were like, yeah, all nine seasons. And my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, whoa, I think we stopped after season six, not for any reason other than we just Life. fell out of a nine season show. That's, that's our suits plug. I think it's really entertaining. It gets just I, better and better. I swear I just read something, too, that it's coming back in some sort of form. Jessica has her own show spinoff coming out. She's the boss. Got it. Oh, and didn't I see a Super Bowl commercial? Two. Two. (laughs) Two commercials starring the cast of Suits. That blew me away. But back to Meghan Markle. Yes, ma'am. I agree with you. I thought she was so charming and so fun. And this movie is a 
fan favorite movie, meaning that it was selected mostly by the members of our Facebook group, which is another great reason to join. But uh, we did get some messages after choosing it that were like, "Mm, it's okay. And I'm honestly surprised that this is not more popular. I mean, aside from Meghan Markle, I thought the movie was really good. I did too. It's for 2016 Hallmark. I think it would hold up in most ways today. I agree. It's eight years old. And there's a lot to like about it. I'm genuinely surprised because I think for many Hallmark fans, it's that Hallmark movie with Duchess Meghan in it and not a really well done Hallmark movie. Agree. Now, excuse me, but Mr. Palaha was absolute fire in this movie. Like the original Wowie Zowie. I'm like, I I don't know what it was. I, of course, I think he's a great actor. I think he's very handsome. But there was something in this role that I was like, what? excuse me, I'm a huge fan now. Like, beyond. Beyond. And also, how has he gotten hotter since 2016? <laughs> co-signed and i think he really brings it with the golden retriever energy in this i think that's what i find so charming (laughs) totally i thought these two were electric together i thought their chemistry on screen was fire agree i think megan markle there's so much criticism and i will talk about it in a minute i think she's pretty overlooked i think in terms of acting yes i think had her life taken a different path she'd be opening movies interesting who knows but i do enjoy her that's why i'm like please come back to acting i don't know why you couldn't yeah i'm just not sure that she wants to all right okay fine then i think she can make more money in a 20 million dollar podcasting deal than she can (laughs) on name alone yeah i'm sure hey i loved Cass's mom played by linda boyd she gave me real chris jenner vibes (laughs) That is a great comparison right there. We're really in sync because literally every like you have, I have in that same order. I think Linda Boyd is fantastic as the mom and the foil to the sister who's such an absolute pain in the ass throughout this entire movie is great. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little bit of a role reversal because sometimes we get the parents that are like, you really need to think hard about this decision. And the mom's like, you're a smart woman. You know what you're doing. You can trust your gut here. Don't listen to your sister who's miserable Unhappy. with two small children at home. <laughs> I agree. But hey, um, my absolute favorite scene, well, one of them in the movie, is when Robert takes Cass and her mom to go see Ario Speedwagon. Yes. He surprises them. And I'm like, I, I'm in love. That's in lo- very cute. It was just so good. So good. I thought this was one of the better older movies we've watched. You mentioned it kind of earlier. Like you said, this 2016 movie would hold up in 2024. I agree with that. And 2016 kind of like was not a lot of great content, right? So I think this was really good for its time. Also, I thought the writing was really good too. I thought it was sharp for its time. And I'm kind of surprised that the writers have so few credits to their name. Yeah, that's a good point. And I also think this is funnier than its 2016 brethren. Like, the way 
he clowns on her for her old iPod. Totally. It made me laugh out loud. And then that he gives her an iPod as a birthday gift is so lovely. And her sister's such a bitch about it. But he broke her iPod. She loves her iPod. It's just, it's a thoughtful gift. It's not like he walked to Radio Shack and picked the first thing he saw. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I thought it was I thought thoughtful. Finally, I for me, I think it's a good use of dogs in a movie. Oh, for sure. What did you wish for? I have two. Okay. Both have been mentioned. Uh, I wish people weren't so hateful. There are many, 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 many reviews of this movie on IMDb and elsewhere that were written after Megan and Harry got together. You can tell by the dates. And the hate for her as a person comes through in their reviews. And while people are absolutely entitled to like what they like and dislike what they dislike, it doesn't feel like that to me. And I just think people are transparent in a bad way. And as mentioned, I think this is a standout Hallmark performance for 2016. And I think it should be more beloved. And I would like the haters to back off. Got it. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. What's your next wish? Because you said you had two. My next is the sister needs to simmer down. The reality of her married life is unpleasant. She's kind of disappointed by life. Her husband is not that great. I mean, he's a nice guy, but they've been married. They've got small children. Everything's annoying. She projects her misery on her sister, and it's annoying to watch. Yeah, I have that same wish. I thought she was too meddling. I hated her. The premise of using the book to find the guy, she needed wing women, but I didn't think the sister needed to be so antagonistic throughout the process. Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. What do you hey, wish for? I dislike this movie poster. <laughs> oh, I, I know it's random. It feels witchy to me. And this is why, because there's I something. I think you're right. It looks like that Nikki DeLoach movie. It totally doesn't. It has something to do with the pen to the mouth. And it looks like she's holding like a spell book or something. Yes. Yeah. I, it gives off Halloween vibes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's misleading. Also, I thought both guys were fine guys, right? Yeah. I almost wish that they made George more unlikable. Like, he's a Mm. fine guy. Fine. He's not spontaneous. He's not adventurous or fun or those things that she liked best about Robert. But I just feel like we were rooting against George, even though he's, like, a good guy, too. He just doesn't have the things she's looking for, right? Yeah, he wasn't her guy. Yeah, that's a good point because her boyfriend in the beginning actually sucks. Like, he's not a good boyfriend. Yeah. And it is unfortunate that we get George as, like, the bad boyfriend foil when he's not the bad. He's great to her. He's just not great for her. Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, I like this actor. I loved him in Love on the Air. I was, like wooed by him i i don't know what it was i can't remember exactly in that movie it might be his voice i didn't love him in this movie Mm. but because i think we were not supposed to but i still think they should have like went further they needed to make him like super unlikable because i wanted to root for Cass and robert to be together yeah i think they needed to go strongly in one direction or another because 
you weren't rooting for him. It was clear that he wasn't the guy, but you weren't rooting strongly enough against him either. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to love him or hate him. Like I wanted to be torn. Like which one should she choose or get rid of this guy? Exactly. Are you ready That's for, did you see that? Yes. Um, can I go first? Yeah, I only just have one. But Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, then I don't want to take it. No, just go ahead and we'll see. Well, I'm so glad this wasn't in your news and notes because Willie Ames is the newscaster. And my husband was watching this with me and he looks up and goes, oh, it's Buddy. Willie Ames from Eight's Enough? Willie Ames from Charles in Charge? I don't know if he's in Eight is Enough. Girl, Eight is... He- <laughs> I've never seen it. You've never seen Eight is Enough? No. Not even in reruns? Yeah, he it's the same guy. He was in... I've seen Just the Ten of Us. I loved that show. I don't know what Just the Ten of Us is. Probably the same as Eight is Enough. It's a family with eight kids. I didn't even see him. I'm not sure it would have registered, but my husband, who was reading a book while I watched this movie, looked up and goes, oh, it's Buddy. That's the best thing about this movie, which is unfair because he wasn't paying attention. But Buddy Lembeck from Charles in Charge plays newscaster Kyle. Also, fun fact, he was in, I don't know if you remember this, two episodes of Date My Dad. I do remember him from Date My Dad. Yeah. Ugh. Man, I love Charles in Charge. Too bad Scott Bayo is... A piece Such of a disappointment. <laughs> Every once in a while, my husband watches it, and it's just such a bizarre show because it's so sexual. Oh, yes. Charles is, like, constantly trying to get it, and there's, like, children around all the time. Like, the whole premise of the show is, how can I ditch these kids <laughs> so I can get laid? Yes. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but it is kind of a great show. What's your, did you see that? It's just that opening scene where she's staring out over the horizon and it's just that super close-up of her face with a terrible green screen behind her. I didn't really understand that because it does seem like when she's standing there, that seems real. I know. So I was Why like, didn't they just turn her around? <laughs> I don't know. It was a green screen though, right? It had to have the been. The shot on her face 100% felt that way to me and I my feeling was they must have just not gotten the shot that they wanted because when they pull back again and you see her standing there, it seems very real. And I thought, why didn't you just shoot her? It just was odd to me. A hundred percent agree with you. Director missed the shot. My final did to see that this is small, but Cass and her mother and sister are talking about Cass's many failed relationships. And they talk about one man and their voices just trail off. And she goes, oh, And I I think this is the 2016 way of suggesting perhaps she was dating someone who was gay. Oh, (laughs) I don't I totally miss that. That's my thought. And I think in 2004, they'd be like, Cass, he was gay. But in 2024, they would say he was gay. What did I say? 2004? Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. What did you rate Dater's Handbook? Hey, I gave it four stars. Me too. <laughs> totally I like enjoyable. I loved it. I may even watch it again. I, it's one of those ones I think I could throw on and just have it on. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you love this podcast, we love your five-star readings and reviews. You can leave them in an, all kinds of podcast apps. And in the meantime, join our Facebook group to talk all things Hallmark. We'll see you next time. Bye.